Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, Jay, Witcherman, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Fabe, Embers, Blossom, William P., Claire, Jam Today, Lady Blooding, Primal Empress, Roxy, Naughty and Nice, Butte Pain, Northern Sir, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Shadow Phoenix, Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Kilted Sir, Fire Good and His Good Boy Grant, Brian, May Cry Devil, Ruby Riot, Mistress Felma, Enchanted Sparrow, the Wombat, Impact Hazard, Twitch, Lioness X, The Midnight Girl, Sinful, Mrs. and Mr. Hart, J21, Daisy If You Do, Princess Katharina and Katharina's Thrall, Harley Chick, Violet Rain, Serenity Ah, Belle, Puppy Mike, Jedi Kitten, Eric, Cat Daddy, Sweetie Todd, Radically Blessed, Lady Affliction, Dr. Dave, Sunshine, Pumpkin Pie, Miss Tourmaline, S'more, Hacksaw, Kinky Katie, We Mad Beastie, To Be Better For Me, Sissy Annabelle, Forrest Jada, BP Bryn, Ray S, Crash Override, Becca, Sir Sin, Little Bean, and Kinky Bear. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. Patrons also get discounts at our Etsy shop, Pink Kink Boutique, and our online classes at Pink Kink Institute. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers, both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash podcast. Or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. All right, Dara, I'm going to be a little crazy again. And despite the fact that we had a party last night and have 25 million hundred stories, I'm going to hold those stories because we're going to work out a special episode for all of that. And sort of go straight straight into the topic because this is... Yeah. Stop. Stop doing that. You keep... You keep fucking with me. You can't keep doing that, Rara. You're not allowed to go straight into the topic. You know this. I I, I know, but I want to be different today because this is oh, this has fine. been probably one of our most requested topics, and I've been wanting to try to talk about it for a while, but I'm in no place to be the person to talk about it. And then doing what I do, which was scrolling Discord. I, I found- thought you were going to say scrolling TikTok. Okay, that too. But I did find it in a Discord server and not TikTok this time. Okay, well, still so- social media. Uh, what's not, I was thinking of saying enhanced, but that's not the right word. Discovery? No, d- yeah, discovery. <laughs> social media bukkake. <laughs> that's the first word you choose to introduce yourself <laughs> with? <laughs> That's no. the first thing you say. <laughs> There's a story behind that. My uh, team lead uh, from Colorado Leatherfest, uh, Madam Goya, and I had decided that our social media team name is Social Media Bukaki. <laughs> so when you were saying that, I had to say it. <laughs> I just, 
I just, I can't, I can't right now because that was the most ADHD thing I think I've ever seen on this podcast. (laughs) We're doing our intro, haven't even told people who you are yet, and suddenly you scream, Bukaki! (laughs) That was perfect. I mean, I do also have ADHD. (laughs) That was perfection. That was perfection. (laughs) Just to prove the point of what this episode is about. Bukaki! Yeah, no, it's not about Bukaki. Yadas, wait, Roro, you didn't get the you didn't get the itinerary. I, I didn't get the memo. I did not get the Bukaki memo. We may have switched episodes on yeah. Rara without telling her. No. See, this is what happens like, no. when somehow I am the minority. I never thought the day would come when being the neuronormative person was the minority. You're Jewish. Rara. Aren't you always the minority? I was going to say yes. that. Like, You're Jewish. You should all, you have red hair. I mean, these are all. Yeah, I know I'm normally the minority, but I'm just saying is when you're neuronormative, you don't think of yourself as being the minority. But somehow kink has attracted a large amount of neurodivergent people. And we'll just maybe our guests will be able to explain that. But we brought in an expert to talk about neurodiversity and kink and good i'm glad you finally got that out i did and i tried to stall as long as i could because i know you don't like when i start off right away it's just not fun we're gonna make this fun i know it already is fun it's us we're gonna make it fun and when you have a guest who yells at bukkake you know it's gonna be a good time it's already fun right (laughs) so i am very happy to introduce lord allen who is one of the hosts from the Kinky Tavern. And if you don't listen to the Kinky Tavern, you really should, because they do have some great topics. But let me give you, let me give you Alan's bio. So Alan, who goes by they, them, is a budding BDSM educator and believes that leather, kink, BDSM, and education in general should be more accessible. This is why, this is why we've got them here and a safe space for all who wish to participate. After all, leather started as activism, and that is the heart of leather. Through their classes and through other educational channels, such as Kinky Tavern, they aspire to influence the accessibility of the community and the education provided within it, educating community leaders and participants in the intricacies of neurodivergence, kink, BDSM, leather, and sex in a more accessible way. We all must be accountable and try to make this community a better place. Preach. Alan is a transgender, two-spirit, non-binary, asexual, autistic, and polyamorous. Alan enjoys their own play as a hellhound, and I'm going to have to ask what that is later. Service submissive, boot black, and sadist, using plain language to communicate in scene instead of safe words. They are also very much a proud citizen of the Choctaw Nation and member of the Mississippi Band of Choctaws. They grew up in the Chickasaw Nation and currently are residing in the Cato, Delaware Nation. They work to educate people on the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls movement while also educating about trans two-spirit issues within their communities. So welcome, Lord Allen. Yo, Koke Rara. Thank you. Um, Yes, I am a 
autistic person, and yes, I do shout bukkake in the middle of sentences sometimes. <laughs> um, you know, these things happen. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Just saying. Um, that was perfection. I teach a class about how to talk to your autistic submissive, uh, which has gained some popularity recently, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, and I will be teaching that at NWLC, Northwest Leather Celebration, uh, coming up. And maybe possibly in some other places. I'm super excited to be here. There we go. Well, I'm so glad that you joined us today because, as I said, I, I am neuronormative. I am surrounded by people who are not, including in my own family. My eldest uh, is on the spectrum and has ADHD. So I've experienced it as a parent, not as a kinkster. I know Dara has, and I will let Dara tell the story of that. But I, I think it was more of a recent acknowledgement, self-diagnosis, uh, diagnosis. Definitely me. a self-diagnosis. This has not been diagnosed by a doctor yet, but if you talk to me, you can pretty much figure it out. And anybody who has listened to this podcast is like, oh, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> because I always said that normal people, this is like way back in like middle school and high school, I was trying to explain this to somebody. I said, normal people think in straight lines. I think in squiggles. I think in tangents. I can't ever have a straight conversation. I always have to have a sidetracked thing. And I'm like, I didn't know that this was an, this was an ADHD thing, but the hobby cycle where you are constantly, you find a hobby, you buy all the stuff for said hobby. You watch videos and read books and get all the research about said hobby. You spend globs and globs of money. You do the hobby for like a month. You're like, I'm bored. And then you never touch the hobby again. What if your cycle's like five years? Well, I mean, that also, because I've done that. I've, I did, I've, oh, let's see. I've had cycles that have lasted years and years, but sometimes I'll even go back to the same cycle. And then like, I'll pause it for a couple of years, like my writing, um, obsessive, 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 wrote a whole novel and then stopped for like eight or nine years. And now I'm back to it again. So now I'm in the obsessive phase again and I got books, I got research, but no, it'll, it'll just go in. How, uh, well, speaking of Bukaki, it'll go in spurts. Oh my god! <laughs> I had to. It was so relevant. Oh lord. Okay. Well, that is actually hey. fairly normal, Dara. You're um, you're not used to this because I, I said something about squawking uh, a chicken on Rara's grave, and that I sounded just, way dirtier than I was expecting. Well, after and hearing then it, your stories from this weekend, it seems fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did tell everybody. I gave them permission. This is how. Because I'm old, and so we got to start planning. Uh, I did tell everybody that I do want them all to squawk chickens at my funeral. So we decided we'll have a bouquet of squawky chickens and go. No. A bukkake, maybe? No, I just want them to yell bukkake now. <laughs> that's probably, that's like my favorite word of the day at Wonder right now. Oh, uh, should we make that the word of the day? Yes. This episode is brought to you by the word bukkake. If you don't know what it is, good luck. If you don't know what it is, try not to look it up. No, don't look it up in public 
Oh, not safe for work, peeps. Because I think that would be entertaining. You're a troublemaker. Okay. Uh, Did you hear the sadist in my bio? No, I'm coloring. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Which is what I'm used to. So I'm really hoping to learn a lot in this episode so I know how to deal with Dara. Have fun. There's no dealing with Dara. (laughs) Yeah, no. I was going to actually say that as well. Is that there's no dealing with it. You just kind of flow with it at some points. Um, Okay. I'm a Virgo. I don't go with the flow very well. (laughs) I don't either. Um, Unless I've planned for the flow, then I'll be okay. But if I haven't planned for the flow, I'm in trouble. Are we talking about PMS or dealing past, with Dara? I'm not. I'm past that. Remember? I'm, okay. Unless yeah. You call no. That I post. I'm aware of that you're old, but like I, the way you were talking, it was just very confusing. I'm sorry. All right. But yeah, it's it it's been a very popular question. Um, people have been asking to talk about this, and I have found that it is a huge population of neurodivergent kinksters. Now, I don't know if that's my area or that's just overall, but th- th- I'm guessing by the look on your face, you have an answer for me on I why. I have a fun yeah, statistic. I was going to say, that is a okay. very gleeful look right okay. there. Did you know that about 58% of the uh, overall kink community, and that's including leather, rubber, any kind of fetish kind of situation, about 58% of us identify as either neurodivergent or disabled. That's no. huge. Exactly. So why are we not making spaces more accessible for us? That is not a minority at all. It is not. Ra- it is the majority. Rara is actually a minority. Thank you! <laughs> in all senses of the word. I mean, so <laughs> in our community, I mean, I know people who fall in the spectrum who have ADHD um, a lot of people with different anxiety issues. We've had uh, people with canes, walkers, wheelchairs, blind. I've met some blind kinksters. I have not met, I, I have not officially met, but I've seen in the dungeon deaf kinksters because I saw them yes, sign, no, signing you with have each other. At your bunch, there's the one guy who's deaf. Oh, that's right. We did have somebody mm-hmm. new. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, he hasn't come recently, but yeah, he's been there a couple of times. So we've had quite a bit. I know our public dungeons are wheelchair accessible. Yay! Um, which is great. I know I actually ran into a situation where I had somebody want to come to my private dungeon who was blind. And I expressed immense concerns about how that would even work. And unfortunately, this particular person, instead of trying to work with me to try to figure out how we could both be comfortable with the situation, got very angry at me that I wasn't more accommodating and I didn't know what to do with it. I did have somebody come once who had both legs amputated and um, actually took off because my basement is downstairs. They, They went downstairs on their butt. Hey, so Rara. To so get downstairs, yeah? That's normally where basements are, downstairs. Well, yeah. I meant to say dungeon versus basement. <laughs> I alternate <laughs> between the two words. So my dungeon is in my basement. So, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, and, like, that is a common thing within, like, disabled people is, like, getting upset at it. Because, like, if you think about it, there are, like, barely any spaces that are made for us. And so I completely understand someone getting upset at it, but also I don't understand because you were definitely trying to work with them. Also, private house versus public Mm -hmm. space. That is absolutely true. You are not a wheelchair user. You might not have wheelchair ramps readily available at your space. I do and that's not okay. have to go upstairs to get into my place and then downstairs to get to the dungeon part of it. So like, yeah. yeah. And as long as you're not claiming that that is wheelchair accessible, I don't see any issues. Yeah. No, she's vehemently going, it is not. <laughs> no, we need to be one- careful about this. Yeah. Well, when that person reached out to me who, um, had the leg amputees, I explained, again, I explained what the situation was and said, here is the situation. Do you, is there a workaround? And I didn't tell them yes or no. I just presented the facts and let them make the decision as to whether or not this was something they could make happen. But to me, that's also different than somebody who's blind coming into the space. And my concern about them ending up accidentally in spaces or, um, you know, different things. And so it's just, I, I want to be as inclusive small... as possible, but, uh, but anyway, so we've got all these people with neurodivergence. Do we have, do you have any kind of like understanding as to, is it mostly ADHD? Is it mostly like on the spectrum? Is it... So since uh, we have populations who are super underdiagnosed, like black and brown people and um, like mostly just people of color and women in general who don't get diagnosis, uh, we don't know that because most of them are going to be self-diagnosis and self-diagnosis is valid, everyone. <laughs> oh, good. Um, I'm valid. You are valid. Yes. Hey. Um, since we know that there are underdiagnoses in separate communities, we try our best to like not be super judgmental of where you got your diagnosis, who you got your diagnosis from. If you're understanding yourself and you are in an autistic space, we can fucking tell you're autistic. <laughs> we fucking know. Okay. <laughs> And same thing with ADHD people. If you're existing in a space with people who have ADHD, then, like, we know what you are. (laughs) There is absolutely no hiding from someone who's autistic. Let me tell you that. (laughs) So just out of curiosity right now, how obvious am I? Uh, Do you want me to be honest with you or do you want me to give you a neurotypical answer? Both. No, you're totally normal. Everything's fine. Is that the neurotypical answer? Well, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying to guess here, rah rah. Okay, and then what, is it honest? Everybody shouts bukkake in the middle of sentences. That's totally normal. <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> that was you. Uh, yeah, well, I am the one who's diagnosed, so... <laughs> <laughs> um. I guess that says a lot about me. But no, you are fairly obvious, love. You really are. Um, <laughs> Can you tell my mother that, please? Um, tell her to just look up the basic 
symptoms of ADHD, and you match probably about all of them. <laughs> my my dad does too. That's the funniest part. But he's not the bouncing off the walls type, like uh, like they would normally have seen. Uh, my brother is, however, the bouncing off the walls type. He was the medicated one, and that's why nobody believed back when I was growing up, eighties, nineties, whatever that girls, any race, color, or otherwise, girls in general, could be ADHD. Because isn't it that um, female-presenting ADHD, and yes, I'm using the binary terms because that's the medical di- whatever shit, mm-hmm. um, is typically more internal, like your brain is absolute chaos? So we like to say that women and men and different people are going to have different symptoms. And that's not entirely true. The way that the symptoms present is the thing. So you might have the same symptoms as a little kid who has ADHD, who's bouncing off the walls. You present them differently. So instead of hyper fixating on 3D printing, you're over here hyper fixating on your book. And most people would find that normal. Okay. So it's not that you have different symptoms. It's that the symptoms are the same, but society does not conceptualize that we are different people and symptoms can present differently. I, yeah, I hyperfixate on quieter pursuits. Unless you count singing, that's not very quiet. That's fair. Not the way I do it. So, so <laughs> why why does the kink lifestyle seem to appeal to folks who are neurodivergent? Because 58% is a lot more than what you're going to see out in your re- in your out in your vanilla world. Can I guess? Yes. Because it's fucking weird and that's where we get to be our fucking weird self. That is part of the reason. Hey. If you think about it, a lot of autistic people are going to be into things like D&D. A lot of people with ADHD are going to be into those kinds of things. It's the role play aspect. It's the fact that I can play a different role for a little bit. And I can act like this completely different person for just like a little bit. And I am not worrying about the fact that I'm autistic, the fact that I have ADHD. None of those things matter in that moment. What matters is the role that I'm playing. And that kind of feeds into the kink world as well. Um, So like you said, I play as a hellhound. Um, That is my space where I'm not uh, autistic. I don't have ADHD. I am a dog. That is all I am. What's the difference between like puppy play and being a hellhound? Is it like you have some cat in you? No, absolutely nothing. It's the same exact thing. Oh, I just never identified as a pup, as a pupperino. Um, So I am a hellhound because that's what made me feel empowered. Well, I would think that would puppies are not sadistic. Hellhounds to me sound sadistic. So I could, uh, you, you haven't know. met the puppies that I've met. Then <laughs> <laughs> have you puppies met chew? <laughs> That's true. They do. Um, I, I, when I envision Monk as a puppy, I envision them more of just the cute, cuddly, 
puppy. They are. I don't know why. Maybe I'm totally wrong, but that's that's what I envision with them. They are. Rara, adorable. You've met my dogs, right? <laughs> I have met your dogs. See, this I find this whole explanation so fascinating because I never played D&D ever. Mm-hmm. And my kink persona is a lot less about role playing and more about the the pain and challenging myself to get through the pain. Helping yourself feel empowered. Yeah. Helping myself feel empowered. Definitely. I always talk about the fact, like when I do a scene to me, that's like running a marathon and I, there's a finish line. And if I could just get to that finish line and get through all that pain, like I know how I'm going to feel. So I do find it interesting because you know, I'll get together with all of my kink friends and they'll start talking. Oh, let's do D and D let's do this and that. And I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> yeah. We were doing that last night at your party. Well, I know I heard you guys and I'm like, I'm tuning out cause this is not my thing. So I, so this to me makes so much sense. Yeah. We were talking about playing kink and D. Yeah. Like kinky D and D basically. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> it's super fun. Like all of your spells have to be sex related or kink related. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looks like we're like giving you time. some ideas there. <laughs> so I am not a particularly sexual individual, but I'm a very kinky individual and I've got ideas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like that's why we did or so like uh, my healer was very like sex magic oriented, but mm-hmm. then we had other people who just did like, you know, snapping a crop instead of a wand for a wizard or something like that or a whip. <laughs> I would uh, say uh, cast drown in piss. There you go. Do you know what is cracking me up about all of this? That I I am working with two people with ADHD on this episode. I so fucking have to be podcast dom and keep us going. Yeah, yeah, no, we're kind of- evolving into into <laughs> the D and D ideas that are going to happen here. While fun, <laughs> it's okay. Robert doesn't understand what we're talking about. I know, I really don't. D and D. Listen, I I know all the people who played it, and I know from watching uh, Big Bang Theory, it, it does look like a lot of fun. <laughs> That's the closest you've gotten. That's the closest I've gotten to D and D. Oh God. All righty. So <laughs> back to whatever the hell we were talking about, because I don't even know. Um, yeah, this okay, is pretty so, normal, though. <laughs> so how, how does how does we know? So we know that they're interested in kink because it allows them to role play and all of that. Now, what I do find interesting. So you said you teach a class on how to talk to your autistic submissive, right? Mm-hmm. So how does that work as somebody who's got a child who is autistic? I know setting down rules and boundaries and limits get complicated and very sensitive and tasks. I've like had to work on how to figure out how to get them to do tasks in the timely fashion that I want (laughs) and -hmm. to the standard I would like. Um, Tasks are hard because for a neuronormative person, it's like, what is do laundry? Put the laundry in the washer wash the clothes, put the laundry in the dryer, dry the clothes, right? That's what you would consider a laundry task. Yes. For me, it's sort the laundry, put the laundry in the basket, take the basket downstairs, put the laundry into the washing machine, actually put soap into the washing machine. Make sure that you actually turn the washing machine on and hit the button. 
Then remember to come back and complete the laundry and start the whole process over again with the dryer. Not to mention actually putting the shit away. So we think in steps, meaning that it's not just one task that you're giving me. It's about a million. You don't understand that because you might be neuronormative and you haven't grasped that concept yet. <laughs> and that's okay. I, I, this, this, you're teaching me. I, I mean, even my son's 28. So I've been dealing with this. He, well, he got diagnosed at seven with ADHD because he did fit the stereotypical can't sit still bouncing off walls. But looking back, and then eventually he ended up with what we were calling Asperger's, but I know that they've got gotten rid of the term Asperger's and now they're just on the spectrum. But I remember as a kid, he would take like the Hot Wheels toys and literally line them up in a row, which when you're three, you were going, oh, that's so cute. And never knew, because again, being 28, the whole Asperger's part of things was still, nobody really talked about yet. We never realized that all of these signs that he presented at a much younger age were screaming his condition to us. <laughs> yeah. So actually, um, that was like one of my signs that I had was that I used to organize things. Like I would never just play with them. I would just organize them. And like that was always something that my mom just found kind of quirky and weird, although she was an autism specialist. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And miss that there, mama. <laughs> yeah, this is why we don't talk. But I did get diagnosed whenever I was an adult. And I was diagnosed in 2020 through a case study that was being done at my college. Uh, it was kind of like if you suspect that you have symptoms of ADHD or autism, come in, we'll observe you for a little bit, we'll go through an autism diagnosis. And as a result of you participating in this, you either get $50 or you get your autism diagnosis. So depending on if you even were autistic, you would get your autism diagnosis or you'd get your $50. Um, so that being said, hmm. I obviously got my autism diagnosis because I'm here. <laughs> um, I also recently just got diagnosed with ADHD as well. I really feel like I should go get officially diagnosed because I would really like to see what my life turns into if I'm medicated. It's so weird. It is so weird because like you're kind of thinking, oh, wow, is this what it feels like to be like normal? It would wake me out probably not having to like. So my husband has a touch of OCD and I have ADHD. So I always am starting things and he's always like, oh, my God, and finishing them for me. So like, but if I'm cooking something, he'll want to clean in the middle of me cooking. Does he have OD OCD or does he have a touch of OCD? A touch. So that I would not say a thing. because, well, he also not diagnosed, but the way he sometimes goes about picking up stuff right in the middle of me doing it or putting things away right in the middle of me doing it. It's like, stop it, stop it, stop it. Maybe he's just ADHD as hell too. Well, I was thinking, um, so you can have like tendencies of OCD. I guess um, that's what I meant. Yeah. And so that's like kind of common with people who have ADHD and autism is that you have tendencies of OCD 
which often can be mistaken for OCD rather than getting your diagnosis of autism or ADHD. Got it. Yeah. So my little brother also has OCD and his is like kind of severe. His is like actually diagnosed and um, very detrimental. So there is, I can see the difference and I see what you were saying with that, but that what you were saying makes sense with him. Maybe he's just somewhere on the spectrum and we need to both go to a shrink and get diagnosed. There is a list actually out there and I'll have to find it for you, Dara, so that I can, so we can get you a good diagnosis (laughs) Uh, and get you medicated if that's what you'd like. I I just want to see what it would feel like because I have a lot of, um, in kink and otherwise, I have a lot of, uh, what do you call them? Coping skills. One of the things like in kink that I do is daddy J has to pick out certain things for me or I'll forget them. Mm-hmm. Like that's why he's daddy. I literally had to go daddy hunting to find somebody to help me out with this because I will literally forget to brush my teeth. Prince XM and pup wrecker, marquee wrecker, whichever one. They actually kind of have that dynamic as well where uh, M is the person who does that. So M takes the little role, but they also take the D type role and they will help Wrecker with uh, brushing his teeth, making sure that he showers, all that business because he genuinely forgets, but he helps them with little tasks around the house, like um, making sure that spaces are accessible whenever we go into them, making sure that they're not overworking themselves making dinner, cleaning the house, things like that. So yeah, this is very familiar. Yeah, there's different tasks. I would just say different strokes for different folks. So if you are a dominant with a submissive who is who is on the spectrum, how Mm -hmm. what is the best way that you would recommend to deal with assigning tasks? The first thing that you need to assess with your submissive is if they have a PDA profile with autism or if they don't. So a PDA profile is persistent demand avoidance. I have that. Uh, That's meaning that anytime that you tell me to do something, I'm directly not going to do it. Holy shit, that's me. That's my son. (laughs) Yeah, it's extremely common with people who have autism is to have like a PDA profile. So M will not assign me tasks what they will do is they will kind of like reverse psychology me into doing it. So they will say, Hey, I noticed that, uh, that your room was getting a little messy. When would you like to do that? When, when would you have time to do that? Rather than being like, I need you to clean your room. Here are the steps that you need to do to clean your room. It, it would just be easier for them to reverse psychology me into it because mm-hmm. then I'll actually do it versus if they just give me the steps to do it, I'm not going to do it. And the breaking it down into much smaller steps is another part of that? I don't do that. So I was saying that uh, it's easier for them to reverse psychology me into doing it than to do that where I get like little steps and can check them off. So No, I'm, I mean like... A, a a different way of doing it would be to have somebody break it down into much tinier steps. Yes. As opposed to, actually. okay. Okay. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Sorry. 
um, somebody without a PDA profile, that might actually be very beneficial to them. I know people with autism who have a checklist on their bathroom mirror every morning and they check off things like brushing their teeth and they put like a little sticker there. So you get a little, a little gold star for doing it. Uh, it's like a reward system. And then if you complete all of your tasks for the day, by the end of the day, then you get to go get yourself like a, a Starbucks drink or you get to have that treat that you really wanted or something like that. It's all about rewarding yourself and making sure that you're setting obtainable goals for yourself. What if that is so overwhelming that you take one look at all of that and go, nope. That might mean that you have something like a PDA profile. Um, so that means that it's going to be difficult for you to be able to do things like that. You're not going to do them. Like just plain and honest, you're just not going to do them. Yeah, no, and, I'm going to sit on the couch. Yeah, and that's okay uh, to not like have the mental capacity to do them because your brain works differently. Your brain directly works against you anytime that you have something like that. So what I do is reverse psychology myself into doing it, or one of my partners will do that, where I will sit down and I will say, it would be a really good idea if I would do this right now. <laughs> Uh, it would be very beneficial to me if I would clean my room right now. When should I do that? Okay. <laughs> and kind of like sit down and do it with myself. And uh, since I'm self-collared, that's more of my process. But if you wanted to work with your partner and do that too, that's accessible. So I this is going to may sound weird. You talked about the role play of it and the ability to turn you know, just turn the brain off and stop thinking, cause especially because if your brain is going a thousand miles a minute. Yes. Do, do people who are neurodivergent then tend to be more on the uh, submissive bottom side of the slash versus the, the dom top side? Or does there seem to be no correlation? I would say that there's not much of a correlation because I have an entire podcast team who is all over the spectrum of bunches of different things uh we're also all neurodivergent of some sort whether that be adhd or autism i've got two switches on my team and then i'm the submissive one who mostly takes the d-type role anytime that things need to actually get done so <laughs> it's just like it's real confusing okay <laughs> i find that happens a lot uh i am a top for scheduling and organizing oh that's rara's kink that's my kink Orga too. Organizing is my kink. It's the Virgo in me. <laughs> I'm a cusper, so it's kind of the Virgo in me too. Yeah, Dara, Dara is Virgo light. I don't understand because technically she's a Virgo, but she doesn't have a lot of Virgo qualities. I don't, I just, it confuses me. I have some. Right. Not a lot. Some. I, I organize them. I just don't organize to the degree that you do, you insane person. I, I I also joke, I organize everything because actually I'm super lazy. And if you organize it and set up a system, then anytime after that, it is super simple and easy and I don't have to work as hard. So I may I really, have actually just, digitized my books into a library, each one of them containing annotations and uh, hashtags so that I can search for them. Yeah. And you weren't now tell me. you were autistic. Which one, Rara or me? You. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
Surprise! You weren't aware that you're autistic? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, that that smells like tism to me. <laughs> there seems there is. I, I mean, smells I know. A spicy over there. <laughs> I know. I know the tism tends to never be an only thing. It tends to always have other side parts to it. Yes, it and does. and I do know a lot. Who, who are autistic with the ADHD, they seem to be very close in hand. Yes, actually. <laughs> um, they can go hand in hand, to be honest. Um, there's a lot of overlapping symptoms, um, but there's also a lot of overlapping symptoms with bipolar disorder, with BPD, with uh, CPTSD, things of that nature, DID. So yeah, my, it's like- my son was diagnosed with bipolar for about, four months. And we kept saying that doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And when we finally found a doctor who really actually listened to us and came up with the, the autism and we were reading all the symptoms, we went ding, 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 ding. This makes sense. Mm -hmm. This was back in, we're talking, we're talking around 2000, 2001. And as I said, it, it wasn't, um, it still wasn't, you know, as well known, mm-hmm. that aspect of it. You know, when you thought autism, you thought of all your stereotypical, the stimming, the nonverbal, all the other stuff. And and we didn't yeah. understand quite as much that it was a spectrum. So it was hell for a while. There are autistic people who do that. There's also autistic people who don't. Um, and I think that the difference is important because we need to make spaces more accessible for autistic people and for people who have neurodivergence. We need to think about the fact that there are people with more severities in some parts of the spectrum. And there are some people who don't. And again, I think that the difference is very important to recognize. And like, especially when diagnosing, um, I found that a lot of doctors, if you don't stem and you don't, go nonverbal and you don't do all these things they're like oh you're not autistic then and then i just say to them oh looks like you're stupid about autism then yeah (laughs) that looks like you haven't done your research then way to go good job doing your job i i would listen i was so glad that i refused to accept that and i refused to medicate him for bipolar yeah because i was like this this didn't make sense to me lexapro was not gonna help autism it's not um (laughs) there's no medication currently that actually helps anything that has to do with autism that i know of um but you know i medicated for my adhd which not currently because of the shortage uh so you're getting like raw dog no adderall allen right now so i'm fucking this podcast with no condom As long as you're risk aware, we are. So, oh my God, does that mean I get to do that all the time? You like, am I just am I just fluid bonded with this podcast and just like, (laughs) yes, yes, you are. And therefore, I'm fluid bonded with (laughs) Rara. Yes, we fucked, so I think we are. Hey, I had a dildo. (laughs) Okay, did it have a condom on it though? It did not. See, he fucked her with no condom. Yeah, so we are fluid bonded. We are fluid bonded. (laughs) 
<laughs> We've also blown the same guy, so yeah, that yeah, you definitely. So we're totally fluid bonded. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> May have given Daddy J to her for his birthday. I was his present. Oh, right, so nice is that sweet? Yeah, that's no. the kind of friendship we got here. <laughs> yeah. Also, I have a total cuck fetish, so that worked. Wait, are you uh, monogamous? Me? No, we're monogamish. Okay. Have you not I'm, heard that? I don't think that I've heard that on the pod, no. Yeah. I'm Polly, yeah. she's monogamish. But we also uh, fucked before she was with Daddy J. Yeah. So. Nice. Once before and once after. Once after. Nice. Yeah. I so I have a really hard time conceptualizing monogamous like monogamy as a whole. Yeah. Um. And so whenever I find kinksters who are monogamous or monogamish, um, <laughs> I'm like, really? How does that feel being in the environment that you're in? So we we basically the monogamish part comes from we play kink with other people, but we don't have sex with other people. The unless and this is again the whole ish part. Both of us have to know about it beforehand and be fully aware, full consenting. If one person vetoes, then no. So like, but you also both have to be there, right? It's not yes. like, well, Daddy that's my J- rule. It's not like Daddy Jake could go off and do something no. without no, no, you no. also like, being there. I so my rule is because I have a voyeurism fetish and I have a cuck fetish, and because I don't know, there was one other reason, but I forgot what it was. I have to be there and I have to be able to watch. Okay. If I remember Sounds correctly, you also me. you were also commanding a bit. You were Oh yeah, the dom thing. Yes. Yeah. Me orchestrating it, designing it, putting it together and saying this is what you're going to do. Yeah. That I like it. Oh, and you have to be noisy about it. That's another rule. Ah. Yeah, which so is, I, it's it's all my Which is why I got pretty fired package. because I'm not I'm not no, that noisy. So. Yeah. I had to give him to somebody else after that. Yeah. I flunked. <laughs> I've, I've flunked. Listen, too many years of trying to have sex with you when you share a wall with your child. So you've had to learn to be quiet. There you go. Yeah. And there's me fixing <laughs> no. Daddy J again and saying, no, be louder. Yeah. Um, I... So I already don't have sex very often. So whatever I do, I am very loud oh Perfect. excellent yeah I'm, wor- I'm working on it. i'm working on my louder but i still share walls with neighbors so i i try not to be too i loud. also refuse to have children i have cats well that's i not, have dogs that's, so that's a smart decision just yeah there's no there's no bigger cock blockers in the world than children okay it's amazing. But my cats do it too <laughs> okay so do dogs do you, do you ever get the feeling, I swear to God, I, I used to have a cat that used to like to watch. And I swear to God, when it was over, if she could, she would have held up a sign. <laughs> like 7.6. No. Listen. The finish was a little disappointing, but don't like your cat, Rara, just because they're a voyeur. <laughs> well, no, the cat is king shaming Rara. <laughs> I was being king shamed by the cat. I did not meet her level. She would just glare at me like, She'd that's be like, all mm, you got? Not loud enough for me. Got? 
your your partner is also ginormous and your poor cat okay. was trapped underneath the right, bed well, at that, one point. That's that was a different cat that used to watch. Yeah, so my partner is like 250 pounds, 6'3", former football player. Hot. And one time, oh yeah, very. One time, very. One time the cat we didn't realize was under my bed, which is where she likes to sleep. And we had sex on top of the bed, pounding on top of this poor cat. She's been traumatized ever since. So now when he comes over, if she's hiding under the bed, which is her favorite place to be, all he does is he sits down on the bed and she comes tearing out of the room and flies out because she's a pet. She's just traumatized by having been stuck under there that one time. She said, not today, Satan. No. <laughs> she said, I better get out of here before I start getting crushed. Yeah. Yep. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. I'm picturing that happening in um uh what the heck you, the cat from um oh my god, what the hell is that movie with the llama? Hell Emperor's New Grooves. Thank you. Yeah, when Isma gets turned into the cat, oh, I'm picturing Rara's cat screaming, Help. "Not today, Satan!" in that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's real good. Oh my god, I need to make I need to make a little <laughs> pick thing with my cat. Yes, just I not agree. today, Satan, over it. Yes, for whenever Diesel comes <laughs> over, just like <laughs> that's hilarious. So, so what other advice do you give during your class on how to deal oh. with your uh, autistic sub? There, I know I'm being podcast dom again. It's all good. Oh, yeah. No, you're good. Uh, appreciate <laughs> the podcast dom always. This is the most ADHD episode ever. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but yeah, all of is. our listeners who are ADHD are going to not necessarily notice it. They're going to be like, that was such a great episode. I loved that. <laughs> They're going to be like, so much information. It was great. And the neuronormative oh. folks going, Whoa, I'm exhausted. That was a wild, bumpy ride. <laughs> the ADHDers over here listening to this in like times two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's normally really funny when I can get Rara to go off the rails with me, but every once in a while I am podcast on because I can't control Rara. Yeah. Usually when I'm still flying high over uh, scenes and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh Yes, I get very my my quote unquote subspace is hyperactivity. That sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, just there's this one episode. It was a bonus episode that we put out of what was it? The first party that we went to after the pandemic. Yeah, we uh, brought we brought travel mics with us. Was and released. Yeah. Oh, her first beating after that was just like the crazy shit that came out of her mouth. Staring, you should hear it. You'd be You would have thought I was ADHD. <laughs> but the way that I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to find it. I'm going to do this. And just, yeah. That sounds fun, though. Anyway, back to your, your class. <laughs> oh, good for you, Dara. Um, I'm trying. Girl. I'm putting in the effort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I just talk about mostly like how to go to a dungeon space with your autistic submissive and make it kind of just like setting them up for success because that's what we all want to do right you want to set your partner mm -hmm. up for success right and um i also teach a different class called how to handle your artistic meltdowns with alternative headspaces oh and again that is about setting yourself up for success if you need to go into pup space whenever you have gone nonverbal, 
and that is how you cope with things. That is okay. Do what you have to do. This is about you, not about the way that society is going to view you. And that's something that I have to tell myself fairly often is this is about me. This is not about something that society is viewing me as. I can sometimes get a little violent. I'm not even going to lie. And it's not towards anyone. It's towards myself because I feel like I can't escape. I feel like I'm trapped inside my body and I'm trapped inside this flesh sack and I can't escape from it. And using my alternative headspace is sometimes the answer to that. So I'm not in a flesh sack anymore. I'm a fluffy puppy. I'm a very soft, fluffy puppy that has a very soft blanket around them. And that's how I deal with it sometimes. Now, I also have meltdowns that are nonverbal, completely nonverbal. Meaning like I'm stuck inside my brain and I can't get out. I can't even communicate enough to be able to communicate to somebody else that I need to get out. Um, and for that, I have things like hand signals. I have things like looks that I can give my partner that they know exactly what that means. Like, uh, I'm going to try and like do one, but like, we're also on a podcast. So it's hard. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you're going to have to like try to verbally describe it as you're doing it. I can do that. I have a lot of blind friends. Um, so video descriptions. I am turning <laughs> my head and I am giving the look that I usually give to my doms whenever I am tired of being here, which is kind of a wide eyed look that uh, will give the impression that I'm uncomfortable. And here's what that looks like. <laughs> I that do looks, that. I say yeah. that looks uncomfortable for sure. Exactly. Do it does. <laughs> uh, which means get me the fuck out of here. There's something oh going on and I will tell you about it later. Um, I do that to Rara all the time. <laughs> nonverbal cues is key when you're going into a kink space with your autistic submissive. Holy shit. Um, so I do that. I will uh, squeeze my partner's hand. And we also have protocols in place that help me when I'm in spaces to set me up for success. Like I have to ask M sometimes if I can talk to people. Uh, that is our high to medium protocol. So I'm not making other people go and ask M if they can talk to me. I'm going over to M and asking M if I can talk to someone else, um, which helps me. In the fact that I can give them that look of, I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> I don't want to talk to this person, and they can send me gotcha. to do a different task. And then it's not you saying no, it's your dominant saying no. It's, sorry, exactly. can't talk to you, Dom said no. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, sorry, uh, M told me to go do something, I can't talk not to you. Not my problem. <laughs> if you have an issue with it, you should probably just go talk to them. Bus. <laughs> <laughs> M. <laughs> yeah. That, that's no. that's what you get paid the big bucks for. <laughs> yeah, of course. Th that's what I send them fun quirky earrings for is for them to yeah, do yeah. that. Um seems a fair trade. <laughs> yeah. Uh I spoil them so that they will be my social uh awkward buddy. Fuck, Listen, I guess that means I have to get Ra Ra some more kink toys. I am Dara's emotional support extrovert. Mm -hmm. That's good. 
everybody Dara masks one. a lot of of introverted tendencies. Same. <laughs> I do too. I am super introverted. I'm uh, doing it right now. Yeah, same. <laughs> so, uh Yeah, let me tell you. So, I'm already neuronormative, zero social anxiety issues, and I'm an extrovert. You can't get more minority in the kink community than I am. I'm yeah, over you're here weird. like uh, and a non-nerd. And I'm not a nerd. So yeah. Rara, I would probably panic so much talking to you in like a public space. Oh, she's like, really oh my god. Don't worry about it. She's super short. She does not look intimidating at all. That's amazing. <laughs> And honestly, it's when she opens her mouth that I don't, when it's a problem. I don't need you to talk. I'll carry the entire conversation by myself. <laughs> so maybe you're an introvert's buddy. Where I, you're like, she's I, she's my emotional support extrovert. Where you're like, yeah, no, it's fine. I'll hold the conversation. You just sit yep. there and act like my friend. It's fine. Yeah. Pretty much. That's that's how we do everything. Yeah. I love that. Also, going into a kink space as an autistic person, try to bring something soft. Try to bring headphones. Headphones are your friend. They will always be your friend. Um, I always carry, like, a backpack that has, like, a shit ton of things. Mm -hmm. Like, a comfy pair of shorts or something like that for me to change into. Um, If I get tired of my outfit, because that happens. I'll get tired of my outfit in the middle of the freaking party and change. <laughs> and I don't yeah, care I just what take, anybody says about it because I will look I like just shit take it off party. and go naked and not worry about it then. <laughs> Th- then I get cold because I have a problem right? with temperature regulation. Ah. Yeah, that's an autistic thing too. I have a terrible problem with, uh, with uh, temperature regulation. That's a thing? Mm hmm. Dara's like lot- starting to rethink all of her diagnoses. There may or be non-diagnoses. more diagnoses, right? There may what be more Fuck, because Allen. I'm sitting in, in my office wearing a damn heated coat in the summer. Yeah. No, I do that too. Yeah. I'm just a menopausal woman with hot flashes. So I'm, I just keep everything Arctic temperatures. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm having an existential crisis. You're gonna, I knew this was going to do this to you. What the fuck are you trying to do to me? Trying to convert you to autism. Did you know you were doing this before you came on the podcast? Was this your actual goal? Yes. 100%. Hey, wait. You weren't supposed to say that. I'm sorry. Did my non-societal response upset you? (laughs) It might have been the autism diagnosis that did it. Yes, I love it. The autism made me uh, be perfectly honest with you. Uh, <laughs> I like that the I autism did it. I am an asshole. I am 100% a self-proclaimed asshole. And if I have been an asshole to you, and I probably don't know it. I'm just saying. <laughs> you've I- actually been lovely. Oh, oh, now you've upset them. Brutally honest, but lovely. <laughs> <laughs> At least I'm quirky and different. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not that different in our community i'm the different no. one that's the funny thing i do the stuff which i'm like going this is like how i've been living my life vanilla wise for forever and i'm mm-hmm. surrounded by people are going yeah you're just a little different like what <laughs> um what else was i gonna say about spaces oh 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 
if you have a space and you have autistic people in them and they have asked you to maybe turn down the music or turn down the lights, fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Because you don't know if that person is fucking dying inside or not because of your weird ass lighting that you insist on having. And I don't know why. And we don't have to play Closer by Nine Inch Nails seven times in the same night. We don't have to have Who does it that on the shit? I'm from Oklahoma. <laughs> Again, what? I'm so sorry. What? I'm from Oklahoma. I'm sorry for, that you're from Oklahoma, but what does that have to do with Nine Inch Nails? Okay. They don't like to find new music. If oh. they find one kinky song, they found them all. Look, I could give them a playlist of kinky songs if they really wanted. They don't like to be corrected. Okay. No. Uh, yeah, no, we heard about that one. <laughs> um, for all the what people about, listening, like- I'm banned from like 11 dungeons uh, because I am not only an asshole, but I'm an accessible asshole. Yeah. Uh, you might want to rephrase that. I thought about it after I said it. I saw your face. <laughs> Go, what did I say? That's like me saying I'm going to squawk a chicken on Ra-Ra's grave and then think about what I said and go, wait, you're, you're an accessible asshole. I'm sorry. Listen, if your I asshole accessible isn't accessible, asshole. that's a whole nother problem. We joke about shit and piss all the time on my podcast. So if you are into that, come listen to my podcast. I will we'll not joke be listening about- to your podcast. Everybody, we'll joke about piss and shit. Everybody poops. It's a book. Everybody yeah, no. poops. Mm-hmm. Nope. Red, purple, whatever the color oh, is. Yeah. Yes. Our our um, podcast, our podcast safe word is purple, by the way, in case you do need oh, it. Oh, okay. It's purple. Um, yeah. Sorry we didn't negotiate this beforehand, but I actually don't use safe words. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but Robert does. Um, I will respect I your safe plain, word. <laughs> I use plain language. I also use plain language. Oh, Okay, how about this? I do not have a fetish. In fact, it is a huge fucking scariness to discuss uh, bodily function, not bodily functions, fluids. Oh, yeah, and she- oh, okay. And she's also petrified of blood. And despite my That's warning her, fluid. despite my warning her last night that there was blood, she still managed to see it because she wasn't it paying was attention. Accident. I don't. Yeah, know I ran. I-, I ran like hell. <laughs> she was warm. I, I yeah. ran like Rara was coming after me with a spike paddle. Oh man, I had so much fun. Don't last you night. dare! Yeah. Don't you dare! Okay, don't no, you we're dare. gonna save that for the, for my birthday episode, and then you're stuck <laughs> having to listen to me tell the stories. Uh, I will be taking off my headphones for that. Yeah, you have to listen when you edit. Mm-mm. Yeah, this, but this is part of our our consensual non consent agreement. <laughs> I do like me some consensual non-consent, so I did agree to that. My mentor and I were actually talking about the fact that we do kind of have a CNC relationship and a power exchange relationship because of the fact that if she tells me to do something, I probably need to do it. Like, (laughs) if I need to not take a uh, 16-hour boot black shift... Yeah, you know, that's probably not a good idea. Thanks, Mom, for, for not letting <laughs> me do that and for making me uh, decrease those hours to 12. Yeah. What? <laughs> I, okay. So you guys already know I'm a boot black. Do you guys know what a boot black is? 
I yes, do. we did an interview with somebody who was a boot. <gasps> who did you do an interview with? Moxie. That's my mom. Is that? Uh, yeah. Love me some Moxie. I love Moxie. Uh, I could talk about Moxie all day long and all the good things that she has done for me. You might want to explain the mom comment. Oh, uh, she is my leather mom. Um, yeah. Not like my actual mom, but she's my leather mom, <laughs> um, meaning that she's like my chosen mom. I actually don't have a relationship with my biological mother. And so kink and leather takes place of those fam like familiar relationships that I have. So I've got aunties and uncles and cousins and moms and dads that have adopted me and love me as if I was their own. And I love them for that. Moxie is the I number one. Moxie is amazing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure you explain that for people that might actually think she was your biological mother. <laughs> I wish. That'd just be great. Okay, Moxie would make a hell of a bio mom. Okay, but Moxie is a really good mom to like her bio yeah. kids. Yes, she is. She is. Um, I have no doubt of that. Yeah. Uh, we could talk about Moxie all day long, but let me tell you what a boot black is. <laughs> uh i just like taking care of shoes that's all i like to do i'm actually going to a boot black shift at a motorcycle bar after i'm done with my podcast today that'll Um, keep you busy yes super excited for it um except for i actually have to charge them per garment because then they just won't pay me oh oh yeah (laughs) they don't understand the rules yeah well because they're they're motorcycle not necessarily exactly Um, so I will take on shifts for boot blacking that are like 20 hours long because that's my shit. Like, that's your happy place. Boot blacking is my happy place. I will get you on stand. I will take notes. I literally have a notepad and I will lick your boots. I will do all the things. Uh, please come on to my stand so I can lick your boots um okay so i need to know are these motorcycle guys as hot in real life as they are in all the romance novels i read absolutely not i was just thinking that probably not (laughs) Uh, maybe in your region but in oklahoma they all look the same they all have a pot belly they all have gray hair and they all like wear that bandana like across their freaking forehead yeah it's not sexy (laughs) <laughs> it's really not yeah every time every time i read these books i'm like i love them but i'm also going uh, no they don't actually <laughs> exist that's because that's somebody's fantasy of what it should be yeah that's true kind of um, like 50 shades of gray i made up a song you feel better my- you got you made that out yes okay <laughs> that i got funny. it in there okay uh i made up a song for whenever i'm on stand Gimme, gimme, gimme your boots after midnight. Won't you come over here and let me lick your boots? Gimme, gimme, gimme your boots after midnight. Come sit on my stand and I'll lick your boots tonight. I love it. <laughs> I made that up on stand whenever I was just like sitting here humming, gimme, or what is it? Gimme, gimme, gimme a man after midnight. Yeah. Yeah, I was You're humming like, that. I, I, I want like, the boots, not the man. <laughs> I have a shirt. Or a woman. 
uh our podcast has like a merch that says no people only boots <laughs> which is me uh, i wear that on stand frequently <laughs> that's awesome yeah um, oh uh, speaking yeah. of boot blacking it's also a really good way for aftercare so if somebody doesn't like to be touched for aftercare um boot blacking is what i do for that instead i don't like to be touched uh after like scening and stuff like that don't come over here and touch me don't fucking stop <laughs> I'm not oh my gosh you- oh my god it's like see that the finger it's like that commercial i'm not touching you i'm not touching you i'm not touching you i immediately you. <laughs> had lilo and stitch vibes right there so I was talking about boot blacking for aftercare. Yeah. My bad. Um, so I don't do aftercare. I also don't use safe words. And those two things are usually red flags for like majority of people. I just want to clarify totally something. I want to clarify something because this comes up a lot. When you say you don't mm-hmm. use safe words, do you still use no stop plain language? You just don't use of code course. words? Okay. That's no. There's, there's always that. I know. There's I- always the one person who says that. <laughs> Right. Well, no, I, I always thought of no and stop as a safe word unless you negotiated it wasn't. So yeah. when I started to hear people say, I don't play with safe words, but I use plain language. It took me a while to understand what they meant, because to me, it was all wrapped in one bubble of safe words, whether your safe word was pineapple, pomegranate, red, yellow or no. Onomatopoeia. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I just wanted to clarify in case anybody is listening and thinking when you say you don't use safe words, that means you're not even using no and stop. So, okay. So Rara already knows this, but um, you might not, Alan, my safe word is the only thing that I can remember when I, I don't remember stop. I don't remember. No, I don't remember red. I don't jack shit. Like absolutely nothing comes to mind. The only thing I can verbalize is okay. 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 That's your safe word. And so we had, it became one. But it's also kind of plain languagey. I know somebody who uh, plays with their submissive, and whenever their submissive says that they can have the their dog, that's whenever it's all over. So I think like their dog's name is Sassy, and so they'll play with them and they'll say, "So can I have Sassy? Can I take Sassy?" And as soon as she's like, "Yes, you could take Sassy. You can do whatever you want." That's when the scene's over. That's when it's oh, done. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, you ain't taking my dog. Yeah, exactly. So that's like a good safe word. That, yeah. that wouldn't even be, that wouldn't even register as a safe word to me. I'd just be like, up, scene's over, punch you in the face. What are you talking about? <laughs> but I thought this was important to clarify just in case anybody misunderstood when you say you don't play with safe words. Yeah, of course. Uh, I also don't do aftercare. So what oh, I mean welcome by Welcome to that, the club. <laughs> what I mean by that is I'm not going to do anything traditional aftercare with you. I'm not going to cuddle with you. I'm not going to do anything like that. What I will offer you is I will offer if I can serve you a cigar, serve you a joint, serve you something like that, cigarette, whatever you want, um, a drink, don't care. We can sit down and we can talk. Uh, or I can do your boots, your leathers, whatever you want. Uh, but what we're not going to do is uh, a huge amount of touching. That's not my thing. Uh, that will actually make me feel fairly averse to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel that after a scene. I don't want. I don't want you to feel that from me after a scene. 
So I'm going to do how, or I'm going to show you love the way that I show other people love, which is not taking physical care of, affection. Yeah. I take good care of you. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. So uh, if you're more t- touch averse, how does that work doing scenes? I'm not so much touch averse towards people who are um, showing me a service. So if, example, Wrecker and M are doing an impact scene with me, I'm not going to feel as touch averse towards them because they're doing me a service. Also, I don't get super touch averse towards them either way. So it's like, right. yeah. Um, or if I'm doing a wheelchair worship scene, how the fuck do you do a wheelchair worship scene without touching someone? It's hard. Um, and so I actually like if I'm feeling touch averse, I will do things like uh, sensory play instead. Because then I can associate and reassociate the touch with something good. Makes sense. Dude, the mic thing is making me nuts. <laughs> what mic thing? <laughs> the noise coming out of your mic. Because you're playing with it and it's I'm making sorry. Sound. It's my I figured it's it was my the fidget toy right now. Thing. Yeah. I no, I get it. That's why I'm sitting here coloring this whole time. But like the noise that this thing is making is like I'm twitching. Tune it out. Tune it out. I can't. I know. I see. Tell you this. This is so fascinating for me to watch the two of you and the interaction. And I I feel a a double ADHD overload here. (laughs) Well, I'm happy that you have us both. It's okay. okay. Your ADHD fidget fidget is my insanity place. (laughs) Honestly, okay. That's my overload. That is such a thing, though, because Wrecker will, like, pick at his nails, and that drives me absolutely bonkers, and M does it, too, but whenever I do something that they don't like, it's, like, a full different thing. You know what I hate the most? I have two things, and this will make me want to straight up murder someone. I have, what do you call it, misophobia, the chewing. Oh, I hate it. My daughter has that. I can't. Oh, my God. Chew with your fucking mouth closed. You sound like a goddamn motherfucking cow. I cannot deal with that noise. I can't even deal with with it when I'm chewing. I hate it. Preaching to the choir, babes. And then the other one is don't fucking breathe on me. Yeah. Yeah. If I can hear you breathing, you're breathing too loudly. (laughs) And don't breathe on me. Don't come near me and blow your hot fucking breath across my skin. It makes Uh. me want to rip nails across you. That makes me want to throw up right now, Dara. <laughs> See, my good my, even. My only thing is if I'm sitting next to a person whose leg is they're, they're like bouncing oh, their leg, yes. and it's causing oh, stop. It's causing my chair to bounce. Like I, it's more that you are now making my chair a carnival ride, and I need it to stop. <laughs> And if you're not wearing a bra, it makes other it's things like, bounce. Like, and then it gets even hurts. more annoying. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Y'all so that's just for up. me. If you're bouncing and if I see it out of the corner of my eye, like mm-hmm. as long as I can't see it or feel it, you can do it to your heart's content. But that's the that's it second it affects Rara, though. Thank you. <laughs> I'm a princess. It's about me. Thought we established that. <laughs> don't agree with that well i have to agree with that i serve a monarchy <laughs> you 
haven't even talked about that yet. Oh my, oh god. my god! I okay, excuse me. I need to know about this I think monarchy that's- because I want to create one. Yes. I think that's a oh. different podcast episode, though, honestly. That's fair. I need to hold let me tell Just you. About give it, us though, a tint. Give us a hint cool. of the monarchy because I think I want one. Yes. So um we actually run on a monarchy system in my polycule. So M is the prince X. They are the head of the household. Technically, they are the dom. They are the domliest of doms, who is also we a are. Switch. Yes, we are. <laughs> but they are also a switch, so it's fine. Um, they they need to be grounded sometimes. Uh, and then we have our marquee, which is uh, Marquee Wrecker. Um, he does all of the servicey things. He also is like the big macho man, who like stands by us and is like Don't protects. Fuck- don't fuck with my with my monarchy, meh, meh. But like, I'm the one who will kick somebody's ass, and he's just still standing there. You just uh, come out of nowhere. What ninja with your ninja skills? <laughs> <laughs> and I am the Lord or the Hellhound. Um, I am the security. I am the person who does all of the accessibility coordination. I'm the person who does all of the organizing, all of that business. That is what I do. But I am the lowest man on the totem pole there, which is totally fine. I am going to create myself a monarchy. You should. I'm not in it. The, mar- the monarchy is Why so do you fun. assume I'd invite you? You can be the warring nation next to me. Yeah, oh. that about sums it up. Ooh. That fits. <laughs> That's so spicy. I love it. And then I'm going to come in. <laughs> and all my follow- littles behind me like the chicken wars it's gonna be little wars oh oh excuse me don't, don't make me pull out my rubber chicken i will tell you if you keep behaving like this this is what you will become a rubber chicken bukkake <laughs> bukkake <laughs> and we circled back perfect Great. Uh, this is where we started, so I think this is probably a good place to end. We've got Dutch brothers coming, so, you know, we don't want to yeah. deprive you of your Dutch brothers. Of course. Um, a lord has I, to have their Dutch brothers. I, I, I understand. I, I, that's how I feel about Starbucks. Princess has to have her Starbucks. Um, anyway, thank you so much for, for yes. taking the time to come with us. This has been incredibly informative and fun. My Chaotic face hurts. Fuck. I know. My face, My face hurts, hurts too. from laughing. Okay. Same. See, is this when I use the joke? Is your face hurting? Because it's hurting me. Uh, uh-huh. Is your face hurting, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> oh my the gosh! Same. Y'all are. Right, I'm gonna hit um, stop. No, no, don't. Not yet. Ah. Ow! Why are you yelling at me? Because you told me to not do something. I know. I'm sorry. But I wanted to give Alan a chance to share where people can listen to the Kinky Tavern and and find out about the classes they're teaching. They get a chance to self-promote. Yeah, I do. So you can find the Kinky Tavern basically anywhere you can find podcasts. So anywhere that you're listening to the Pink Kink podcast, you can probably find us. Um, So I usually listen on Spotify. Spotify is usually the best place to listen. and i will be at nwlc northwest leather celebration in sacramento um the first week of august 
Um, I will be at Midwest Leather Kink uh, the first week of November. I think that's all the places I'll be for the time being. Right but um, I will also be teaching on the Kiki Tavern Discord server. If you can find it, it's usually on our FetLife pages. You can find me on FetLife at Alan's World 111. Um, you can find me essentially anywhere at Alan's and World the- 111. And the Kinky Tavern has a FetLife page, too, so you can follow yes, them there. Yes, we do, and it's just going to be the Kinky Tavern. That is all. Um, and then you can find all of our pages on there as well. Um, and you're also on TikTok. I am on TikTok. Oh, my gosh. Please follow me so that I can get to a live. Really trying. I've been trying so hard. Uh, but I'm, like, halfway there. Um, so if 500 of you want to go ahead and go subscribe to my, uh, TikTok <laughs> channel, all right, 499, because I'm about to, okay, 499. So I've got that. And what else do I have? Oh, we are in the process of making a Facebook group for the kinky tavern. So stay in tune for that. Um, we also are working with, um, pragmatic kink, which is a, uh, disability-centered, mental health-centered organization that does kink education. Uh, So I will be teaching how to handle your autistic meltdowns with alternative headspaces on there in August as well. Um, I think that's all I've got for now. All right. And we'll include a lot of this in the show notes, so it'll be very easy for you to find Alan. All right. Well, thank you so much. I am exhausted now from from doing this with two ADHD people. <laughs> I have fun. You have whiplash. <laughs> I it's okay. I you know being the the neuronormative in the group, I've had to learn to, you know, normally it's it's the the people the neurotypical neurodivergent people who have to learn skills to cope in a in a neuronormative world. Mm-hmm. In kink, it's the opposite. I've learned skills how to cope in a neurodivergent world. <laughs> And it seems only fair. And it seems only fair. (laughs) So thanks again. Thank you guys for having me. I had a great time. Now now you can 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 end it. Push the button. Okay. Push the button. Push the red button. Thanks for hanging out with us today. If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be featured in an episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are Pink Kink Podcast 2.0. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to help support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. You can also help support our affiliates, which benefits small businesses and pink kink. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help. Don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. Until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted. Stay twisted.